to him who loved us and washed us from our sins by his blood and made us kings and priests to God the Father. To him be all glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. The text for the message from God's word provided as a theme for this year's Life Sunday from Lutherans for Life. I'll share in a minute. It's on the special insert in your bulletin with that wondrous picture of the baby. By the way, all the information about Lutherans for Life you'll hear in a video at the end is on that little insert. But knowing that this is probably my only life Sunday with you, I, 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 I must share with you today's psalm when we made the decision to uh, mark this Sunday instead of next Sunday as Life Sunday. It actually was fairly easy because the readings today, I'll get to them in a minute, do echo the theme from Lutherans for Life. And the appointed psalm is Psalm 139. If you've heard our God's message pro-life, you, you know Psalm 139 is a key section of the scripture. I used the first line as the little intro at today. Yahweh, you have searched me and known me. And it goes on that he knows you wherever you are. Where shall I go from your spirit? Where shall I flee from your presence? Verse 13 is the line so famous. You formed my inward parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. And then later it says, your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were written, every one of them, the days that were formed for me, which as yet there were none of them. That makes the point for today's theme. Not invisible, indispensable. The text used by Lutherans for Life is from 1 Corinthians 12. I'll read a little bit of this so you get the context. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And on those parts of the body that we think less honorable, we bestow greater honor and our unpresentable parts are treated with greater modesty, which our more presentable parts do not require. God has so composed the body, giving greater honor to the part that lacked it, that there may be no division in the body, but that members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. In Christ's name, 
Lutherans for Life has an opening here with medical terminology. Only some of you doctors can pronounce, but I'm going to try. There are two tiny organs in your ears. The utricle, is that pronounced right? Senses your head's horizontal motion. And the saccula, saccule, detects vertical movement. They live inside the semicircular canals of the, I'm going to try, vestibular labyrinth. And the wonder happens when little things called autoliths, literally autolith, ear stones, little particles of calcium carbonate, when they start acting up, when they do, first of all, you can get queasy if your head moves the autolist lag a little behind for a minute. They tickle miniature hairs and your brain interprets these signals as a shift in position and compares input from the eyes to define then direction and orientation kinesthesia, the body's awareness of its alignment in space. But sometimes one of these itty-bitty autolith particles strays from its usual location. The ear tells the brain that tilts and swirls are taking place that the eye does not see. Specialists call this with a big long name, I'm not going to try, basically vertigo, right? Some of you have experienced it chronically. It can cause all kinds of things. Again, medical terminology I'm avoiding, but it can mean the involuntary wobbling of your, your head, even your eyeballs trying to track the imagery of imaginary false movement. It messes with your balance. You can get dizzy, fall down, even throw up. The whole body, from head to heel, is affected by a tiny speck of dust. And so are we. Even with our bodies, James in his epistle says the tongue, little tongue, it's like a small rudder guiding the whole ship, right? Your spiritual life. The theme today is indeed invisible? Oh, no, indispensable. Indispensable. I do think you see that in our readings for today, let alone 1 Corinthians 6, a great text for Life Sunday. Your bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Glorify God in your body. Couldn't be more clear there. But we've got the call of Samuel and the call of Nathaniel. Samuel, confused, young, misguided even by the priest Eli at first, but called by God, this little lad, to be one of the greatest prophets in history. Nathaniel, 
I don't know if you'd call him doubting, but definitely sarcastic, right? Nazareth, can anything good come out of there? Almost insulting Jesus and still called by our Savior with all the disciples to see the glory you too shall see and to serve him. Servants of God that could have been missed, but, but not by God. And it's true of everyone in the body of Christ. That is the context here in 1 Corinthians 12. It's a great chapter about the different parts of the body, different gifts given by the Spirit. No one should be overlooked. If, if you read the rest of 1 Corinthians, you know that they had a problem with that. So often they would overlook others and think of others less than they should. It starts in the first chapter where they're comparing pastors who were God's instruments to bring them to Christ. I follow Apollos. I follow Cephas, Peter. I follow Paul. Some claim I follow Jesus Christ directly. The others were less important. In the use of the gifts of God, certain gifts were seen better than others. And in the previous chapter, in their partaking of the Lord's Supper, they thought, so many of the people, what I'm doing is most important. Forget you, not even sharing some of the elements. They looked at others as unimportant, maybe even hindrances, and we do the same. We look at others and forget they're parts of our own body. You can see this, again, a dog illustration. <laughs> in this pastor's sermon. A dog will start chasing its own tail sometimes. You've seen that? Maybe even if it's limber enough, catch it and, and bite down with its teeth that are its prime focus until it realizes, whoa, 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 wait, that, ow, that's, that's, that's part of me. How do we miss that in the body of Christ? Martin Luther said this, if anyone's foot hurts him, yes, even a little toe, think about this, the eye looks at it, the fingers grab it, the face puckers, the whole body bends over to attend to it. Every part of the body is concerned. And once it is cared for, all the other members are benefited. Just what? Paul says here. We can try to designate some as invisibles, and we have in our culture. Human beings, before they are born, are classified as cells, tissues, maybe even worse. Our laws tell us to overlook them as persons but instead as inconveniences to use them for research and experiments. 
or we categorize the elderly as better off dead and then act on that view, they're not really human anymore. They can't function and perform. They're disabled, invalid. That's what the word is we use. Who among you would want to be designated that way? But we all are at times feeling invisible and unimportant. I'm going to add this here to the sermon receiving this news. You may think Trinity Lutheran Church as a whole without a pastor now going on years (laughs) is not seen or important. But that's not true from God's perspective. The problem is with us and our vision. And indeed, when we see people, oxymoron, as invisible, the problem isn't even with them. It's with our spiritual weakness. We're trying to justify ourselves in comparison to others They're not as important, so I must be. And if we can invalidate them, then maybe we have validation. God says, cloaking another person with invisibility really should then be applied to all. Look at your own sin. God sees. And he doesn't see it as unimportant. He sees it so important that he would send his only begotten son into your sin and mine to deal with it. And he sees every person's weakness as a strength to show his strength. Invisible doesn't mean insignificant. I mean, you can even look in an earthly sense without Even God's perspective, we count microscopic organisms as invisible, but look what effect they've had in our world. The law of gravity, you can't see except for its effects, and it's the driving force in the universe physically. And love is real. That sacrifice one for another Indeed, God himself, no one has seen or can see. And he is the most real. And his work and word are amongst us today. Invisible, maybe to us, except by faith, but indispensable. Indeed, that word of God is the invisible power we wield one to another, and as we go forth. It is a superpower greater than any in any graphic novel or movie. It is the proclamation that those that don't look like anything are everything to God. They're accepted. They are welcome. They belong. Indeed, we belong to him 
whom we cannot see by that declaration of his word. He has come visibly in the flesh as Jesus Christ to show us in our weakness that he would take our sin upon himself all the way to the cross. And he has given even into our bodies, we hear today, by baptism, his Holy Spirit to sanctify us physically, spiritually, in all ways. From, from fertilization to forever, we are his. And that's so much needed, especially with sanctity of life issues for so many, I am sure, here today who have maybe had or condone an abortion. God says to you with your invisible guilt, you're holding to yourself, you belong. Jesus paid for that sin. And we need to say that especially in Lutheran churches. Even as we proclaim God's law against the taking of human life, when it happens, fill that repentance with full and free forgiveness for those wrestling with decisions about apparently weaker members of your family, those getting older. God is here for you with his guidance, with pastors and Christian friends, with his word. Indeed, he's here seeing you. Whatever thing you think is invisible, he sees and welcomes you even as we proclaim that to all, especially as we go forth in our community, not just in Tyler and the environs, but in our country as a whole and in this world, we can't ignore babies being killed, physicians reneging on their Hippocratic oath, people ending the life of those God sees valuable. Every single one affects us as a body and the responsibility is ours to see them as a gift and to share the gift indeed of God's acceptance. You get to do that as you go forth. A little preposition and our pro-life organization is crucial. You'll notice it's always capitalized. Lutherans for life. Proclaiming life when this world sees only death. Lutherans for life, you'll hear in the closing video, wants to equip our congregation and you individually with everything you need so that you can share God the Father creating, God the Son redeeming, God the Holy Spirit sanctifying every single life, no matter what. God has given you, indeed, a front row seat to watch him work, work indeed through you to spread the message of life.
in ways right now you cannot see. Amongst those who think they're invisible, in the name of Jesus, we tell them to God, indispensable. Amen.